153, isn't it? I think so. July 1st, 2022. I'm Steven Sirski. Hope you guys are doing well. Friday already, end of the week, and the beginning of a new month. Yes, and uh, I am situated currently in Beijing, China, where I'm, I am employed in the ESL industry. I'm an English language consultant, I guess you could call me. Well, I am, basically. I talk to people about their English levels, and this is made possible because I do hold a uh, what's considered to be one of the sacred seven passports or seven uh, nations that are considered to be native English-speaking countries. And as a result, I am able to teach in a lot of places around the world, especially since uh, I have a Canadian passport, which, I mean, in one way is a historical document of sorts, of a, a testimony of uh, the country's abilities, the country's uh, previous dealings, economic, war, you name it, cultural uh, dealings that have presented itself and uh, made deals around the world to travel and traverse around <laughs> across borders. And for that, I am thankful. 153 years, Canada. It's Canada Day today in Canada, of course. And I know <sighs> over the last couple of years... Uh, Yes, I do. Ha, huh, I do. Because uh, this has become uh, a point of contention with a lot of people. And Canada is known for being a very uh, liberal, a left-leaning uh, society, left-leaning country. We are, we are not, uh, if you ever were to go out, if you're traveling around the world and you were to meet uh, two people uh, who you didn't know, um, and let's just colorize them, both white, okay? And you're to have a couple drinks with them. At one point, there, there will be a point at which you can tell who is the Canadian and who is the American. The U.S. American. I mean, I've, I've been told I'm American because I'm from North America. And to that I go, but I'm not. <laughs> that connotation, that word American, is not for Canadian. You know, Canadians have a different reputation overseas. For better or worse in some places, depends where you go, to tell you the truth. But yes, it's true. I mean, you go out drinking, you go to a bar, uh, you go out in a party, you go out, you meet in a group of people. It doesn't have to be at a bar at all. Uh, but uh, more times uh, than not, you'll be able to figure out who uh, hails from the United States and who hails from Canada. And all these because the Canadians are, more often than not, a little uh, less um, flamboyant, exuberant. Uh, extroverted, they can be extroverted, but they're not the same way that the United States, a lot of uh, U.S. Americans go, you know, this is the best thing ever. Canadians are going, yeah, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I know the U.S. Americans are going to hate me for this, or they'll be like, well, no, Steve, you got to listen to this podcast because this is the best explanation ever of the United States of America. I'm like, and see, that is, that is the attitude right there. The Canadians are like, well, you can listen to this podcast or that podcast or this podcast. And this one actually is pretty good, too. So there's a little bit more uh, leeway in the uh, judgment of what like, what is the best thing ever. I know a lot of Americans over uh, that have traveled. I've met a lot of them. Uh, they're great people. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them. Some of them have very bizarre opinions. I'm not going to lie. Uh, they... they, they but, but that's part of it, you know, like part of the the freedoms of being in the United States from being uh, the United uh, being an American. Uh, they, they have that um, pool, that idea pool uh, to to grow and to prosper within. 
Canada, we have uh, a similar, um, not a melting pot, but we have a similar sort of cooking pot in which we are able to uh, think freely. We do have, uh, we don't think like the Americans, and it's part and parcel of our constitution, uh, like sort of what led to the division between like, you know, Canada and the United States, not least because of wars and geographical boundaries and economic ties that sort of split the, the continent in half sort of thing, or, you know, more the warm weather for the United States, but whatever. Um, but with that, I mean, the the Canadians were sort of, the people who uh, were, I guess you'd be willing, more willing to go with the flow. And I wonder, I do wonder, and because this goes back to two, three hundred, four hundred years ago, going into the uh, uh, the split of the United States away from the British uh, colonies, the, the British uh, overlordship, uh, the kingdom, and uh, I mean. If the Canadians are going with the floor, like, yeah, I know, we could be with the Americans, we could be with the British, we could be with the French, you know, that's, the Canadians kind of were those people. And of course, I am simplifying quite a bit about Canadian history, United States history, history. I, I know there are a few people who listen to this podcast who are like British or European, and they are like, their their view of what Canada and the United States are would be very different from like my view of what Canada is and what the United States is as well. So, uh, but yeah, so Canada is celebrating its uh, 153rd birthday today. Uh, the contention that I'm referring to is that a lot of the indigenous groups over the last uh, five six uh, five six years, I guess, uh, have they've started to. Uh, make a lot more of a, um, a deal about the treaties that were made hundreds of years ago. And this has been uh, something that, um, you, you, you know, of the, the Black Lives Matter movement in the United States, that is part of the United States history. And that stretches back hundreds of years. Uh, now with Canada, it's with the indigenous tribes of the Canadian region. This stretches down into the United States as well. This is by no means unique to Canada at all. I know Australia even has the same thing. And the only reason I mention all this is because the words Happy Canada Day do strike a chord with some people. And they also strike a chord nowadays because it doesn't seem to be as happy as what it once was before. And a lot of people will give you various reasons for it. I'll let you look up the history of Canada and sort of how it uh, formulated. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know, especially if you're British, you're like, yeah, that's the, uh, one that, you know, that's the bastard child of the United Kingdom, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's one of the offshoots of the, the British colonization efforts a couple hundred years ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, they kind of allied themselves with the United States, but they kind of didn't. And that's what made Canada, right? Of course, again, an oversimplification of the history as a, uh, as a whole, but yeah, so that's, uh, we, nothing, I, I guess maybe the Canadian embassy had something today, but I, I mean, honestly, uh, since I've been traveling, I don't really run in those circles of like the very patriotic Canadians at all. Um, I don't really follow what the embassy does at all, at, at all. I, I, I don't even think they could find me to tell you the truth. I never, I think I registered once, but it was such a difficulty to register again that it, I just stopped doing it. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I, I sort of 
remain a little bit more present on social media is basically to you know inform people back in you know Canada that I'm still alive I'm still there um, least of all my mother I mean uh, one of the reasons I set up my website so many years ago was to uh, keep my mother informed of my whereabouts and so that she would at least have one other place to double check like her son was still alive and mostly well somewhere around the world what has Canada done you know, I was thinking about this, and I was like, you know, it'd be kind of fun to sort of do like a, a big, massive sort of, uh, this is what Canada has done, but I'm going, this is not this is not the podcast you'd listen to for that. But um, according to Wikipedia and uh, several other Google searches, which is an American company, uh, we, there are, Canada's actually done a few things. There are, of course, some that are very, a little bit more contentious than others, but in terms of Googling things, I will mention first off that of all things in terms of modern internet, web savvy, um, cutting edge technology, the Java program, programming language invented by James Gosling in the early 1990s, born in Alberta, but he developed it in California. So he had to move to the United States to see his invention become a fruition, become a reality. Right. So, uh, but th that is uh, one of them. Java Pro, I never knew that actually, that Java was uh, invented by a Canadian, go figure. Uh, but uh, it's it's definitely there. Um, the telephone, uh, that like Alexander uh, Graham Bell sort of give him uh, a lot of uh, credit for it, I think, uh, of course. Um, but uh, what is it? He, uh, let's see, what was the story? It was patented. In the United States, that's what it was. So, uh, so Alexander Graham Bell actually invented it. He was a Scottish immigrant to where in Ontario, but it was he didn't patent it in Canada. He patented it in the United States, and so the states gets all the uh, credit for it, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, the other thing, actually, in terms of communication devices and technology, BlackBerry. Have you heard of, heard of this company? So. BlackBerry was one of these companies that used to go toe to toe with Apple. Um, not so much Google because it was it was BlackBerry, uh, HTC, Apple, and like those uh, some other electronic devices companies back in the day. You know, Blackberries have gone by the wayside. They uh, they refuse to get away from the uh, the touch. Uh, the the physical keyboard they insisted on carrying that on and their OS their operating system although it was very good and secure <laughs> it was actually very one of the, it was almost too secure um, it just didn't take on as much as uh, Apple did and then eventually Samsung got into it and Google uh, like with the Android operating system and they they just uh, failed to uh, keep up now apparently BlackBerry is moving into vehicle operating systems and some other software is used across the board i'm not sure i mean i haven't done really uh, a lot of research into this but uh it's they are still there the company still trades it's a publicly traded it's not a very good stock uh in terms of like price appreciation but the company in terms of its innovation and its steadfastness it's still there they and they are producing operating systems for the next generation of uh vehicles um, that are going to be deployed. Wayne Gretzky, have you heard of him? Famous hockey guy. I mean, pretty much all Canadians, uh, every Canadian born 
Yeah, pretty much all of them would know who Wayne Gretzky is. He basically changed the face of uh, ice hockey. Uh, I know Australians call it ice hockey because they have to differentiate it from field hockey, uh, which seems odd to me, but makes sense given that field hockey is popular in Australia. But in Canada, I mean, even though lacrosse is the national sport, say what? Uh, ice hockey is a lot more popular. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Wayne Gretzky, famous hockey player, uh, he pretty much made a lot of people want to become hockey players uh, in the early 90s, uh, 1980s and uh, 1990s. He was famous with the Edmonton Oilers. He, uh, Mark Messier, was it Paul Coffey as well? And there was a, a whole lineup of the Edmonton Oilers that for five years, they just went on the streak of winning Stanley Cups, like the, the championship for this uh uh, hockey league in uh, throughout North America. Uh, then after that, he got uh, uh, sold, traded to the Los Angeles Kings, and the career never really went very well after that. Um, but yeah, 1980s, I mean, that was back in the day uh, when that whole, like, the, the National Hockey League really became unto its own and grew as a professional sports organization because of this sort of superstardom that grew and Wayne Gretzky was was part of that. Uh, very much part of my growing up, I'm not going to lie. Um, Tim Hortons. Tim Horton was also a uh, hockey player, but he's more famous for his donut shop, uh, which in Canada, he they were a donut shop prior to ever selling uh, like sandwiches and stuff like that. But he, he always meant it for, for it to be like a deli of some sort. Uh, but like... Because back when Tim Hortons started, places like Dunkin' Donuts hadn't moved in to Canada just yet. And I kind of think, like, he didn't have much competition because his competition was, like, gas station coffee, which is, like, you know, the oil goes and over here you get your your, uh, engine oil change and over here you get a black cup of coffee. Which one's different? We don't know. Uh, But, I mean, of course, I'm making light of the situation. Uh, but with Tim Hortons, he, this became a, a massive brand. They are now owned by RBI. Uh, it's not Royal uh, Restaurant Brands International. There you go. So that's a, it. Has, it is actually an American-owned uh, chain now. They do trade on uh, the New York Stock Exchange as well as Toronto, I believe. Uh, but uh, as if, if you live in China, uh, you see Tim Hortons, Tim's Cafe all over the place, or at least in a lot of the larger cities. And, I mean, it's a Cana- they use the Canadian maple leaf as part of their logo, but, yeah, it is uh, very much owned by a, uh, an RBI, uh, so Restaurant Brands International American Conglomerate, uh, but, I mean, yeah, founded in Canada 1964, I think, is when it was uh, uh, first underway, or first uh, began. Other big sort of... Um, Oh, well, the other one that I think is kind of funny because every time that I hear one of my students talk about it, when they talk about basketball and Kobe Bryant and uh, Stephen Curry and the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm like, yeah, James Nasmith, he invented it. He was Canadian. Uh, And actually, to be funny, this is actually, I, I, I just read this chapter today in my HSK5 book because there's a whole uh, chapter dedicated to the founding of basketball, which they talk about James Nasmith uh, founding 
uh, or you know, inventing the game of basketball at uh, in Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, and because he he needed an indoor sport for the kids to play at uh, was a high school or university, I can't remember, but back then they didn't have a hole in the basket, so whenever they scored a point, someone would have to crawl up on a ladder and go get it. As a result, there was very little uh, audience interaction. It was a very slow game. And so at some point, uh, some kids were like, why don't you just cut the hole off the bottom of the basket? It might be a good idea. And then Michael Jordan came along and Kobe Bryant and Stephen Curry and Shaquille O'Neal and uh, Magic Johnson, of course, can't remember, can't forget him, uh, on all these other greats that came along to... Uh, make and Stefan Marbury here in China that made this this sport so international at least in North America and in China I'm not sure if basketball is at all popular in any of the European countries I have no idea at all to tell you the truth uh, but so those are a couple of things the other, well, the only other big one that I can sort of see that would be uh, readily recognizable by other people other than like sort of you know, of course, there's poutine, there's Canadian bacon, like maple, uh, maple syrup, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, didn't realize that Krispy Crunch and Coffee Crisp chocolate bars were uh, invented for the Canadian market. Didn't know that. Canada Dry Ginger Ale, of course, you see that in a lot of uh, um, bars around the world because it's uh, you, you, it's your ginger ale, you, like it's a gin and tonic, basically, or gin and uh, ginger or something like that, right? Uh, so you get something along that, that line. Um, the other thing, what was it? Oh, canola. That's a big one. Canola, this is actually a massive, a major Canadian export, major crop, uh, and a cash cow for the uh, Canadian farmers. Uh, it's basically rapeseed, but it's, it, it's a modified version of rapeseed. Canola doesn't grow naturally. It was grown in Canada. Don't ask me why, don't ask me how, but they developed it uh, many years ago. It says 1970s. Uh, so National Research Council. Uh, that's the uh, federal arm of the research peoples. Uh, so they uh, they invented this for to, to give the Canadian farmers a crop to grow that was sort of a little bit more appropriate to the Canadian, the shorter growing season in Canada, as far as I know. But uh, you're going to have to double check that one. The last one, of course, is... IMAX. IMAX is actually pretty popular. I mean, you probably know what it is. Uh, invented back in 1968, it says. Uh, Graham Ferguson, Roman Kreuter, and Robert Kerr uh, were the founders of it. And uh, this one, of course, is massive. I mean, it, massive screens. They, they sometimes shoot movies, uh, parts of movies, like the Batman movies were sometimes shot in IMAX just because they could. Uh, but uh, yeah, those cameras are huge. The film stock is huge, 70 millimeters compared to like the regular uh, 35 millimeter film film stock that most uh, feature films use. A lot of the IMAX movies are a lot of documentaries because it really looks cool when you're seeing a massive glacier fall into the ocean or like you know a uh, you know a seal rip apart its prey on a 70 mil. Uh, screen like a massive IMAX screen with IMAX sound. It was uh, game changing, basically, for uh, uh, movie making itself. All right, so there's a little bit of a history of Canada for you guys here on Canada Day 153. Uh, the only other thing I was uh, going to mention today is actually um, 
I've mentioned today, I actually made a little uh, Facebook video. I was wearing my uh, t-shirt that my family made a couple of years ago uh, in celebration of the 90 years that my family has been uh, in Canada. Uh, my grandparents are, of course, from Ukraine, which is, you've heard me talk about the Ukraine-Russian tensions, the Russian invasion of the Ukrainian peoples. You've heard me talk about this, and my parents are from, my grandparents are from Ukraine. Uh, so we celebrate this, and I've also, you know, recently renewed my passport, and here I am teaching English overseas, uh, or at least involved in the ESL uh, industry, uh, very much because I am a, a native English speaker. I mean, it's hard not to be appreciative of this sort of uh, this setup, these opportunities for sure. With that being said, the only other thing I have on my docket here to speak about is my Mandarin Chinese studies. <laughs> and there is nothing like a good reality check than doing a practice test in which you score 48%. 15 out of 31 is what I got today with uh, uh, my, uh, my, my workbook text, uh, test. It's not even like a practice test. It's like a test in the HSK format based on the chapter in the textbook. So myriad of reasons why it happened uh, looking at it the writing section was terrible um, listening was high ke which was okay reading was shockingly bad I mean I got 50% throughout basically I thought I was doing a lot better now the one bright spot and I know I've gone a, lot, a little bit more here than 20 minutes but bear with me the one bright spot of this um, mock test is that at the end of the writing section, you're supposed to write this creative response. And as you know, I'm taking the written, the paper test, uh, paper-based test uh, coming up on July 16th. So I'm going to have to know how to write Chinese characters. The good thing about today is that out of the 80 characters that I was supposed to write, because that's the, uh, the, the, the uh, suggested amount, I was able to write 55 characters using the given characters, of course, uh, but even with the characters that were not provided, I was able to write quite a few of um, characters that we sort of take it for granted. So like Ingai Shi, like uh, things like that, Guan Yu Jiga, uh, so about this, regarding this, and this should be, uh, things like that. So those characters I was able to write, and I've never been able to as effort, effortlessly do that sort of thing. So... It, Something's changing. <laughs> Something's improving, we hope. Um, and if uh, all that being said, I mean, a little bit more inspired to keep on going, to a little bit motivated to keep on pushing through with uh, the, the Mandarin Chinese uh, studies. Yeah, 15, 14 days away. Let's get on it with that. I'm going to leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensersky.com. Have a great Canada Day. Have a great uh, National Day. Have a great uh, every day. Have a good end of the week. Have a good weekend. I hope you guys are doing well. And as always, get your runs in. Eat your vegetables. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk again. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.